I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Wednesday. That's right. Took a bunch of days off. Uh, we told you we was going to happen. I see in the chat some of y'all still weren't prepared y'all didn't believe us but it is what it is <laughs> y'all get used to it um you know uh just i think sunday we went to an xbox showcase at a movie theater yes that was fun that was fun yeah. nerdy stuff yeah we'll talk about it during a week yeah uh then um my niece graduated from high school yesterday so if y'all have been following the show since its inception you're old now okay yes you are you're, you're old old as hell um you know so we had that uh i think thursday we're going to see the flash mm-hmm. friday we're going, going to see, see earthquake. earthquake and i think i'm supposed to be on the karen hunter show so this is a like a busy week so that's why y'all didn't get that many shows uh um but we have prearranged to have a guest on the show and i'm never gonna let my mans down Mm-mm. we got my man brandon collins who collins who you may know from uh comedy outliers you may know from drunk black history uh Dang. you may know him from medium popcorn he's everywhere in these streets uh what's going on brother how you doing i'm doing good y'all i'm doing good the only issue i have with your whole itinerary for the mm-hmm. next few days though guys mm-hmm. is that y'all didn't mention the black in it and i need mm. y'all to go see that movie it's i want to see that things i've seen in a long time please please I, go see that. i want to see that so bad like i remember on comedy central when it was like just a sketch idea and i like mm. i i saw the like sketch and i was like god damn this is brilliant and then i was like man it's, it's weird that that no one did anything with that and then it's like a movie i was like yes g- genius already can tell this is gonna be a beast yep. so uh yeah i can't wait to watch that uh it's definitely on my list dude uh if i hadn't bought these flash tickets pre-sale before the blackening mm. was announced i probably would have uh you know got those tickets instead but you know hey you know i love comic book movies so maybe the flash will be worth watching i don't know uh how's the (laughs) yeah it's so it's so wild by the flash because i love batman it's my favorite superhero character and i have no plans right now to see the flash Mm. i'll I'll wait and see what you say rod i know a few of my friends in the the comic cult you know pop culture circle said it's pretty good but right i'd rather just go see spider-verse again honestly it's hard to tell what is up with dc movies when they come out right because i feel like they all have the same arc like it's uh this it's the trailer drops everyone the first trailer was like oh man then as the trailers get closer to the movie coming out and they start showing more and more of the action and stuff it's like your mind is like well maybe they got it right this time i don't it could be good i don't and then you and you know and then it's like the first batch of preview reviews is always people being like finally dc got it all together the best dc <laughs> movie you're ever gonna see in your life and you're like really wow i, I guess it, it must be good I, okay i'm getting excited and then you see it and it's normally like mid and mm-hmm. then you leave and you're like why did you lie to me who are you yeah who are you people i, I think <laughs> yeah i think that's what dc actually fucked up with the flash because you know like james gunn apparently t- like James Gunn, the head of Warner Brothers, like, this is the best superhero movie ever. And then Tom Cruise was like, this is fantastic. And then no one knew that Spider-Verse was coming out first and how good it fucking was. Yeah. And so now they're all like, oh, shit. Because, <laughs> you know, it's also stars a problematic person, too. Yeah. Like, 
they have yet to address like head on like the elephant in the room with this. So yeah, it's like it's it's very frustrating. That's why I'm not going to actively give them my money until yeah. like I have enough people to say like Brandon, you should see. It's weird though, cause like, I, well, for me, I, you know, I don't really hold problematic people being in movies against people. I know it's a bigger mm-hmm. production than one person. Um, but also just, you know, if, if the movie's good, the movie's good. It won't make me, I'm, I'm not the type to be like, I enjoyed this movie, so it's okay. This guy's a rapist. Like, I'm, those are two separate things to me. Right. Like, like this motherfucker need to go to jail. Also, the movie was good, but they should go to jail, right? the the issue i have is um the amount of people that are trying to actively like tell us that this role was so well done we should just forget about the crime i've never seen that like Mm -mm. i like for anyone before there's all kinds of criminals in hollywood i've never seen a director producer anyone give an interview like okay hear me out okay the r kelly albums were banging so no. we gotta let them stay on tour it's like what what the fuck does that mean yeah i imagine like imagine like michael b jordan trying like you know doing the promo he did all that promo with jonathan majors and imagine all that had come out like right around the same time and like how he would have been able to spin it the way that these people have been spinning right it's just insane like, it's and i think that's another reason out. i feel like marvel's ship is just so much tighter there's zero jonathan major defenders amongst the marvel people and i'm sure that guy's mm-hmm. a lot of people's friends or mm-hmm. colleague or they thought he was like a good guy to work with and shit the second that shit dropped you didn't see anyone break line like well actually guys i think we need to calm down okay no one can play kang the way john everyone's just like nope don't don't say shit mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean we got a multiverse they can always be like here's a brand new version of kang and keep it pushing yeah same thing with ezra though yep. but they dc just they don't have their shit together um you know speaking of which man movie wise like what what's impressed you so far this year We're about halfway through oh man i mean i've been watching a lot of films for tribeca film festival the wife and i have been covering it the past week or so so um the blackening we saw that yesterday that was phenomenal that's such a fun experience and it's black as hell like unapologetically black like they they quoted they quoted a movie i'm not gonna spoil it for nobody but like everyone started saying the lyrics out loud oh. and it's like one of the most communal experiences i've had in a long time oh, that was dope um what else obviously spider-verse is my yeah. spider-verse somehow with the high expectations i had it's still dropped up in the, the top five films of all time for me. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how it pulled it off, but I love that movie to death. Um, Tribeca, tri- there is, we just watched the Millie Vanilli documentary. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be coming out on MTV because the MTV films production apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really good actually because mm-hmm. I, you know, everyone knows about Millie Vanilli, but I didn't actually know about those brothers and like what they went through, like being, you know, black in Europe and like, you know, Rob who, uh, was, you know, raised in Germany mm-hmm. as like a half black kid who was like also like living like, you know, most of his childhood in a shelter and like all this stuff. And then you go through the trauma of that, that fame and that rise and fall. It was, uh, it was, it was very interesting, um, and very well executed. So I would say the Millie Vanilli documentary would be. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I mean, I'm a big fan of documentaries, so I'll definitely check it out. I think a lot of people don't know that uh you know millie vanilli actually stands for million vanilla a lot of people 
is did they put that in the documentary <laughs> no no they have oh. this uh german they the german white woman whose middle name is millie mm. she's like so they, oh, they I, yeah i came up with the name oh they going with that they going with that old story okay all yeah. right <laughs> um <laughs> uh and then also man it's almost juneteenth so That's you right. got something big coming out man coming up here tell everybody you know uh how to get into this next drunk black history to celebrate juneteenth with y'all Yes, absolutely. Junk Black History is a show that I do with my homie Gordon Baker Bone, where we use a platform to elevate and uh, highlight black historical figures or events or just topics that aren't taught in mainstream media, aren't taught typically in like any educational setting. And so we use the show to bring on comedians or uh, radio personalities like Rod and Karen to come on, talk about a topic and like, you know, they're getting drunk while they do it because unfortunately our history is very, very heavy. So you need to kind of have some levity to that. Um, and that allows people to get a little bit looser um, when they're, like, trying to recall facts and stuff. It's just a fun show, but it's also incredibly educational. Our next show is on Sunday, June 18th at the Bell House in Brooklyn. So if you're in the New York area, please come out. It's at 2 p.m., so you'll still have time to celebrate Father's Day if that's uh, part of your bag. Um, or if you're not in the New York area, you can join us live stream. Tickets are available at drunkblackhistory.com. I promise you this is going to be a really, really fun show. We also have a very, uh, very cool intermission thing that we're doing that we haven't done before that I think is going to really resonate with a lot of people. Um, it's something different than what we usually do. Um, but so we have some really fun stuff planned and we're going to be getting drunk on mimosas and bellinis. So, I think also it's a good, yeah. it's a good way to celebrate father's day too. Like if you got a dad that mm-hmm. you want to take out to do some cool stuff with likes black history, you know, old black men love black history. <laughs> take him out, get him a couple <laughs> drinks. He'll have a great time. I had a great time as a, as a, a person on stage and I had a great time just in the audience. It's so much fun. Uh, between Tati, Gordon and Brandon, it's like, uh, they keep the thing running even, even though you think it's going to get like so super sloppy drunk and crazy, it's going to go off the rails. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, it'll go off the rails in a fun way, but it never gets like, you know, super, uh, uh, so chaotic in there that you can't, that they don't still accomplish the goal of entertaining you and educating you. I has it's such a fun time. It, it is. It's really fun. And one of the comedians that was on your show, I think it was the one that Rod did. We actually seen him, uh, in New York when we went to go, what was it? Stick, stick a pole? uh so it's i think it's stick a pole in it oh, uh which bad. is a different it's, it's okay fun. yeah and that's uh, the Simeon, that's the yeah that's like the dancing show right yeah like pole dancing, pole dancing and and yeah it's simeon goodson um and we're gonna try to get him on the show too uh but yeah we we uh saw him and stick a pole in it it's just because it's like a small world but karen watched it virtually um mm-hmm. are y'all gonna have that option again for this show where people can watch it virtually Oh, absolutely. We have, uh, in-person tickets as well as virtual tickets. And again, you can get that at black, uh, drunkblackhistory.com. Just putting it in the chat real quick. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun time both for people in person and online. It Obviously, it's a different energy when you're in person though. I do have to say that. Yeah. But I think you can kind of get an idea of the energy from online. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, to Rod's point about the chaotic, it's a, when you get on stage as, especially as a guest, I imagine you feel the energy and you're kind of like, this could go, it's almost like performing <laughs> in the beehive. You're kind of like, this could go either way. Um, but it's always like really, the like, crowd's always really supportive. Um, even when we talk about some really touchy subjects, like Rod talked about sundown towns. Yeah. And that really, that tightened people up, but then they slowly started loosening up when they realized like, this is the thing that we have to accept. So right. let's just keep talking through it. And, you know, it's, 
it's a lot, but it's it's also incredibly fun. It's also incredibly stressful as a producer and the co-host of it because I'm the one that kind of has to recall all the information. So even as I'm getting sloppy drunk, I still have to remember like key things just to make sure the narrative is there. Yeah. Like I remember Rod, you were on stage and I think I, we did a shot together. Yeah. And then I think I said, uh, Missouri. I said, I said, like, I mixed up, like, two southern states, <laughs> yeah. and you just went at me. And I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm drunk and trying to remember. Me, too. Like, <laughs> me, too. I'm drunk, too. But I honestly, man, I had so much fun. I looked forward to it so much. I, like, read my stuff. Um, but, like, even if you don't have a heavy, everything 100% on point because, you know, you're drunk, uh, mm-hmm. Brandon and Gordon have it between them. You'll you'll still get mm-hmm. the story out there but like i i didn't know this until afterwards but uh they were like wow man i can't believe you picked sundown towns and i was like what they're like oh that's been on the list forever just nobody picks it and i was thinking to myself like that was like to me the funnest kind of thing to do there like if you're gonna do something for drunk black history you kind of want it to be at least for me i wanted to be a little tight i wanted to be a little like Mm. where are they going with this is you know um and, and i liked uh you know i've never done stand-up before but i like messing with the audience you know like where they because you know they're there to have a good time but then when you're like you know sun <laughs> i think i said sundown towns means uh places where they treat black people like vampires with the same rules as vampires or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and like everyone started laughing it was like okay we can laugh about this and that's kind of my sense of humor already is you know laughing about dark stuff so it's a lot of fun, man. I mean, you did pick a heavier subject. Like, uh, Gordon's been wanting to talk about some downtowns for a while, mm. but like, it's always like the really quirky stories that like make me laugh the most. Like, uh, we had, uh, Yamanika Saunders. She talked about Henry Box, who is a slave that literally shipped himself to freedom. Yes. In a box. Yes. <laughs> it's like, just her trying to wrap her head around it and make sense of it. It's just, she's like, this nigga put himself in a box. Do yeah. The <laughs> faith you have to have that you yes. can land you go get there. Right. And they have, I, I feel like drunk black history falls into two categories of presenters. You have very funny people <clears throat> that kind of could talk about anything. And then you have very educated people that know what the fuck they're talking about. Yes. And so you're going to get something good no matter what. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I would add is if you're watching at home, get you something to drink. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like have don't a drink with us. Yeah. Have a drink. Drink it from home. It makes it even better. You feel like you're part of the environment. And as the chaos grows, your drunk mind starts being like, yes, this is what I I like this, too. You know, <laughs> so I say you get drunk, too. And the looser, uh, you know, Gordon and I get with the, the drinking, like the more like personal we start getting about like our experiences with black history or just like as black men, you know, I yeah. think one time I talked about how I had a warrant out for my arrest in <laughs> Jersey City. Yes. I don't think I ever finished that story. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? You didn't. I remember I talked about, so I had a, for your audience that has, wasn't part of that show. So a long time ago, I used to work at Newark, uh, in Newark, New Jersey at Rutgers. I was a school counselor doing outreach, school counseling in the community, East Orange, Newark. And I had to report to Rutgers. So I would take the train, but sometimes I wouldn't pay the dollar fifty for the little ticket to take the little metro line thing. And one time I didn't pay for it and I got cita- uh, a citation from a cop. I didn't pay it. And then I was just like ignored it. And then I get notice in Queens that I have a warrant out for my arrest. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got to take care of this. Otherwise, I might end up in, you know, jail. But I didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell, I had family in town at the time. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not telling nobody. 
I'm just going to figure out how I'm going to pay bail. So I, I like research, like how much do you have to pay for bail? If you have a, you know, a arrest warrant for Metro ticket, it was like a thousand dollars. So what I ended up doing, and this is so bad of me is I put on my finest, uh, collared shirt. I put on some khakis and I took a copy of Malcolm X's autobiography with me. And I, was heading, I first went to the bank to get a thousand dollars. And then I headed to Newark, New Jersey from Astoria, Queens, prepared to spend some time and hold it. And I figured if I had, if I looked like a Muslim and I had the Malcolm X biography, people weren't going to fuck with me. And so, but the, but the plus side is I got to the, the courthouse thing and they were just like, Oh yeah, just pay the $150. And I was like, I don't have to do nothing else. They're like, no, 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 we're good. Yeah. And so that's, that's all I did. They'd much I, rather prefer not to jail you. Yeah. You know, they, well, I didn't know that right No, 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 no. I'm with you. I would, listen, I would have prepared. I would have been prepared too. I would have been worse than you. Honestly, I would have got a koofy and then the white thing that Malcolm was like, <laughs> got baptized in. And I would have showed up like, like prepared to do some hard time. But it's just, it's, this happened to me as well. Like with a speeding ticket one time where it's like, I went to, I was like ready to fight it. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to be my own, like do some law school, say some Latin shit up in there. Like, ah, oh, sir, your honor, habeas corpus. Okay. I think we both know what that means. And, uh, no, nah, they were just like, give us the money. <laughs> I was like, what? They were like, just give us the money. Get the fuck out. That's it. <laughs> This is where we part ways. We don't need to keep you. Yeah, exactly. We don't. We don't want you here any more than you want to be here. We'd much rather have your money. Yes. Yeah. So I just spent two hours, like route, like more than that, two hours both ways, just looking educated. Mm. <laughs> when I thought I was going to need all this stuff to like help me. Get well, you, I just picture you showing up to the clerk desk where you have to pay the money, and they're like, uh, "How can I help you, sir?" And you're just like, "We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> okay, Plymouth Rock landed on us. We've been hoodwinked, but, sir, sir." it's just 150 dollars yeah, yeah. let astray run like, them up sir do you really want us to arrest you right. we will like, just, now someone in the back's like just let them finish just let them finish i, I should have just been like hey i'm eddie collins here to represent brandon collins yeah. <laughs> media popcorn fans will understand it but i'm like hey, I'm, I'm representing my brother brandon yeah so i like someone said uh the respectability politics finally works uh like 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 if you would have showed up in jogging pants they would be like yeah that's gonna be five to ten years player uh oh, Jesus. i can't believe i can't believe you you, you walked up in some tennis like shoes what you expect uh, <laughs> but um are you back you're back so you're back in nyc right now yep i'm back in new york for the foreseeable future until you know the writer strike yeah i was gonna uh, ask how's uh, the writer strike affect hopefully you? I mean, it, it shut down everything. Like, uh, you know, stop my momentum right now. I mean, I, I have a manager and like, I'm working on some stuff that, uh, you know, he gave me some guidance on. I'm, I got, I got a few things brewing, but it's like, I can't do anything with it until, right. you know, things let up. And so I'm hoping that's by the end of the summer, at least. So then when I go back to LA in the fall, which I'm planning on doing uh, for a few weeks, I'll be able to have some meetings and hopefully get some things in motion. But, you know, I'm still, that's the plus side about being a comedian and being a producer of live events is that I still got that going on. You know, You're like right. Trump Black History is getting a lot of press. Um, we're getting a lot of eyeballs on us just from this show. And so I feel like audiences are going to be looking for more live content because there's going to be such a gap in a few months between like new content on the, their favorite, uh, you know, streamers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so. Yeah, yeah. This is what producing live events and get stuff ready. This is what I like about having our podcast, and one of the reasons I just I never stopped it. You know, even when it was like, 
you get another season of game theory it's like yeah but i'm gonna have to still do this because mm-hmm. i must, this feels more comfortable relying on it's our blood sweat and tears and you know you have to keep feeding your audience you can't just like neglect them and then come back like hey guys so uh, i guess you've been seeing in the news i don't got a job anymore welcome <laughs> yep. back to the black guy with you know so uh, that's I, kinda, I feel you. That's the reason why Comedy Outliers came back. Mike and I were like, hey, we, uh, we ain't got no writing jobs. the Comedy Outliers podcast. But we also have a show coming up, too. But right. you know, it's, it's, it's lonely out here. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, how's Comedy Outliers going now that you and Mike are, are back? And what was the, like, Bro, it, what, was that literally the conversation that started was, hey, no, the writing no. jobs? Like, what happened? No, no. I mean, um, I am so happy to have the Comedy Outliers podcast back. And, folks, you can find it on all your favorite podcast applications just because Mike and I are incredibly close. And, you know, like we're like brothers, right? right. And so, like, any kind of working relationship and, like, uh, partnership that you have like that, sometimes you have these moments where, you know, you need some distance, right? right. And so we did the show. We did the podcast. We did the live show consistently for over eight years. You know what I mean? And so it got to a point where we were kind of going into different directions and, you know, we, we stopped the podcast, we stopped the live show, we kind of did our own things. And then we've, you know, been reconnecting over the past few years, but really getting closer. And we were just talking about the state of comedy, especially in New York City, and how, like, it's so fucked up because it feels like it regressed. Mm. And that's a lot of things since 2020. And I don't know if we want to get into that, but a lot of things have regressed, especially for black performers and black producers. And we were like, we got to bring it back. Mm. Like, we were already talking and stuff, but we got to bring the podcast back because we got to start talking about the real shit again. Because no one's talking about the real shit. When you mean regress, do you mean regress as far as opportunities, regress as far as rooms, regress as far as... Opportunities, rooms, access. I mean, a lot of lineups, especially independent shows in New York City, don't even have the token uh, POC person anymore. Mm. It's, It's crazy. It's like... Like for instance, today I'm doing a, I'm doing a show and I'm grieving for the spot, but I'm doing a show where it's all guys, and it's mm. like there's like the lack of diversity I'm seeing in these lineups is very very concerning compared to what it was uh, just a few years ago. Right. And so mm. things like that, and then also, and this is a tribute to you, you guys with the Black Eye Tips. There's very few Black podcasts that have like the 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 fan base mm-hmm. of a like a Mark Marin or a Joe Rogan and things like that. And you are like top tier in that industry. Mm-hmm. But in New York, we don't really have that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's maybe in Godfrey we trust, but he's also very selective on who he has on the show. Right? right. So it's like, how do we have a black platform where we can elevate other black artists and right. get them the same reach? And so I'm not saying comedy outliers is going to get to that level, right. but Mike and I are sure as hell going to try. Yeah. Sure I think also, also i think the thing for us like our audience isn't as big as the 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 podcast at the top of the charts but every comedian that comes on here will be like your people come out to our show yeah they was like we listen to our podcast your people leave feedback your people hit us up on social media and i think that's the thing that we can win in because you know like jl covan is a great example of somebody that has done mark maron who's done adam carolla mm-hmm. a, a bunch of yeah. times i'd say they're best friends i say him and adam carolla basically <laughs> like this okay like y'all can quote me on that um but uh, and anything adam says i'd say that's might as well be jail saying it but um <laughs> he uh but he would tell us all the time like you know i get more traction from from your audience than i do from those shows and absolutely you would think even if like say 
one percent five percent of the people that listen to those shows were like i'm gonna become a jl covan fan he'd see a huge boost and it's like so weird that they don't connect to people like that i gotta like give you all your flowers like your fan base is incredible without your fan base like medium popcorn probably wouldn't still be around like drunk black history got like a lot of attention because of you guys and i've done like big podcasts like i've done doug benson's doug loves movies like dozens of times like i've I've been on episodes for like Edgar Wright and like like big celebrities mm-hmm. and barely got in a bump. And yeah. I'm like the guy that's beating them and like making jokes. And it's but your your podcast, it's your so, followers, it's, man, it's so weird, great. man. It's so it's such a weird phenomenon because I mm-hmm. think for years people sold the uh, and this is the kind of conversation you can hear on Comedy Outliers, by the way, but like because sometimes like they give you kind of like behind the scenes inner working stuff mm-hmm. which is why i love the show is yeah, that I it's not the lingo and the language it's yeah. not just like fluff in a lot of ways like any it's like it's funny it's, it's it's smart and all that stuff and that's cool too but i like being able to be like real for a second is just so hard and rare right now because you know the game that everyone was told was like most entertainment even in podcasts it's like well if you can get on the like kind of network with these white shows you'll get like a boost because they just need to be introduced to you and then they'll come over and you know it's kind of an illusion because you know it's like they feel it feels like you're more disposable like mm-hmm. here's our black guy of the week all right bye black guy bring in the next guy and, and like and like the audience doesn't come with you for whatever reason i you know but uh i think especially the way we started our show from from like the second we could hook up our blue snowball mic to our to our computer desktop speakers uh we would make calls on <laughs> skype and we would network with our like podcasters we like whether they mm-hmm. use skype or the phone yep. and it was only audio we weren't live Mm-mm. and so Didn't i think soundboard none of the fancy shit we got now yeah we used to even make a joke um i don't even think these podcasts are around anymore mm-hmm. but we used to make a joke about the podcast we network with and call ourselves the chitlin circuit because mm-hmm. it wasn't that many black podcasts mm-hmm. and it was like well if we're gonna be black let's do it together and so i think that's a space that definitely can need these uh needs needs to continually exist but the other thing you said brandon too is it does feel like we've regressed recently it feels like it feels like white guilt comes in waves and it doesn't really know what to do with itself so like when you know you see something terrible like george floyd they're just like oh god we have to get black people on our platforms we have to give them money and we have to we do this and that and 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 the problem with guilt is that guilt subsides right so you know after a while you don't feel as guilty and now you're like you know that goddamn these black people got a lot of opinions and i'm getting kind of tired of it (laughs) oh yeah i mean june 20th june 2020 i didn't want to do a drunk black history because we were all like in the middle of covid george floyd yeah and i remember like uh my wife said at the very beginning of June, she's like, you should do a June team show on Zoom. You know how to use Zoom. Yeah. You can make it ha- You can make it work. I was like, you're right. And like the moment we released tickets and started spreading the word, so many white people bought tickets. I mean, I think we sold like 350 tickets and like 70% of it was white people. And it was like insane. And then the drop off between the years has been. It's it's almost it's, it is offensive. It yes, is it's offensive. Little white interest there is. It's almost <laughs> offensive how little interest there is in celebrating Juneteenth. Actually, right. for live events. Yeah, I would say 
there is only two other Juneteenth events in New York City that I know of. Damn. This weekend. Wow. Like there's a there's a big event happening in two days that Mike Brown and I have talked about that is it's not only are they releasing a new Wes Anderson movie this weekend, <laughs> but they're also releasing uh, at the Bell House, the venue that we're, we're yeah. having Drop Black History, which I really appreciate them. They're cool to work with. But they're hosting this, like, live movie reenactment drinking show mm. that's doing Brandy Cinderella. Mm. And the last two shows I've seen of the, the cast photos have been all white people. So I'm like, mm. how are y'all going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> right. They're like, we're, it's, that, it's that weird space, too, where, like, are you doing it because it's Juneteenth and you want to acknowledge mm-hmm. black contributions? If so, stand up in it. Like, let people judge you for it. But like, yes. cause there's a level of respect that I would have for that where I'm like, look at y'all. Three, yep. three years after the fact yep. that y'all still yep. trying to put on. And then there's also the level of like, did y'all not know this was happening? And if so, that's kind of worse. <laughs> did y'all like, yeah, the, y'all accidentally did a black show on the Juneteenth? It's, it's really fickled when you think about it because like Roger said, the white guilt. And I remember when things were happening, me and Roger was telling people when, uh, white people's guilt first happened, go get that money, go cash them checks, go get them jobs, go get them promotions now because it will not last. Yeah, it's definitely like a, finite energy source but it's just interesting like you said because it feels like a regression from to the mean and in some places like a overcorrection like we off that shit we don't like we don't need women on the set no more right <laughs> you're like mm-hmm. wait what happened we that should have been like a for everything like we finally had got to a place where it was kind of like some diversity and some inclusion let's let's get let's stick to that and i think a lot of stuff that you're seeing now with like shows getting canceled and uh the you know like the uh the 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 way that people are treating like uh the the school books and and oh. all that stuff everything's like this regression like this an overcorrection for how guilty they felt to like now they're angry that they felt so guilty like these negroes are taking over everything <laughs> like calm down yeah, man it's, it's not like that at all and it's very frustrating when a lot of times the black and brown and women and lgbtq a lot of times we're the last ones in the doors in the first place like literally the last ones in the doors but the second money look funny and the second something don't look right we're the first shit to sell off and be like all right yep but i'm glad y'all are doing it man I, I think uh it's such a fun time is is the part that i think is that people need to recognize like it's it's not just gonna be like woe is me you know good times you know it's oh, gonna no. be fun. it's yeah even with the like heavier subjects it's very little like do you like just wow and sadness and right stuff. you just keep it moving you know like even because I mean, usually there's like a funny moment where like you know rod you mentioned like sometimes we have scholars and stuff like yeah dr dr andrew perry on talk about redlining and he got so hammered for no reason. Like, it wasn't like we were like giving him shots, like, right? And he was the first one up. And he he like had a moment where he was like, "Oh, but man, I'm really drunk." Statistics, and he remembered all these numbers. <laughs> yes. He was like blacked out. And I'm like, "Oh, that's what the show is. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, you have to give yourself a moment to realize, oh, I'm I'm drunk, but then also recall what you're trying to say. And it usually comes out very poetic and like funny and genuine." And they and give you like, really and there's like moments in between the stories too. You know, I, I was one, at one where they showed you how to like make drinks. You know, they had like a oh, bartender yeah, yeah. dude that taught you how to make drinks. Um, <clears throat> Simeon Goodson performed stand up. 
uh, 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 Gordon led everybody and lift every voice and sing. You know, like there's, I just yeah, know the first yeah, yeah. verse. After these, that, I'm out. Yeah, everyone was like the people that 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 got the second verse were the kids that like raised their hand when the teacher was letting us out of school early. Yeah, or they were forced to learn it. They was like, you go. Their parents were like, you gonna learn all these lyrics. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that I know the whole pledge of allegiance anymore. Like I. I do. Like we was at the we was I at mean, the high school graduation. It was like we're gonna do the pledge of allegiance, and I like three words. First of all, I didn't do it, but then like <laughs> like I was like, I don't gotta do that shit no more. Like three sentences. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, yeah. Three sentences in, I was like, I don't even remember this part. When did we say that? I I remember it. Yeah, I I, I don't. I mean, lift every voice and sing. Like I know the lyrics now, but like when we start, Gordon first started doing the show, I was definitely lame. I I knew the harmony. Yeah, so I was just kind of like trying to keep up with the key. Because I don't even think my mom knew that there was a black national anthem. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. So now it's you, like I would. That's when you start that. humming. Everybody know mm-hmm. if you've been in, in black church, they used to sing that shit like every Sunday or mm-hmm. every fourth Sunday. Well, like in hymn books. And I used to remember getting to that second verse, and that's when you start humming. That mm-hmm. everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just live every day like Return mm-hmm. of the Mac is the black national anthem. That's I, that's how I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. The only at least that way we can get white people to sing it you know that's they'll learn all the words of that shit uh, return of the man <laughs> that's what jesus came out the tongue out the cave to <laughs> when they when they were like he he popped up on the on the what was like the third day or whatever he came out the cave yep. <laughs> he's like boom return of the man they heard that whoa <laughs> and then right next to him was the bird king nigga because you know, yeah. that's apparently like what mark morrison was doing <laughs> for some reason <laughs> you lied to me yeah i can see it, it was, <laughs> I, I go to church if they did that uh you know what let's get into some news too all right speaking of church it was a big day for people that loved the lord last week and we weren't on the air so y'all didn't get to hear our thoughts on it but your boy patrick robertson you may know him as uh the guy on the uh 700 club it's been old that i I always say why is he still alive that man's been old since my grandma put him on the tv yes that nigga been old forever and he's and 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 so many good people have died people that brought joy to the world that tried to do the best they can with good and inclusion and stuff and then this man who was a straight up bigot i could tell even when i was a kid it'd be on fox i'm like he's not saying the words of slurs but i feel the slurs in his energy yes well guys he finally kicked the bucket that's right him downstairs him downstairs okay the d the i guess the devil needed a new demon oh no and he's reached up and grabbed dear old beloved pat when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I just let's just have a moment of silence for Pat real quick. <laughs> I 
break. Oh. This could honestly be the national black anthem. Honestly. This is how I went. <laughs> we love to see it. Okay. So uh yeah, my man Pat, he uh didn't make it. Uh he died from natural causes i guess i didn't look up any details i mean how could he have died he should be funny if he died in the most fucked up way like <laughs> <laughs> like like he got decapitated by a blade <laughs> right yeah he's just such a uh he just has that energy of like the crypt keeper but for for christians so it's like this man needed to go anyway and so we were proud to see it in case you've forgotten because i think this is what happens you watch over death and everybody goes rod really a man died you're playing celebrate you can't even monetize this on youtube now and i'm like yeah i'll I'll gladly pay the money i'll gladly let them take the money but let me remind you some of his greatest hits his greatest hit yeah let's not let's not let it be forgotten this man put in a lot of work being the goddamn devil uh here you go the wholesale slaughter of unborn children we have we have killed over 40 million unborn babies in America. Uh, have we found that we are unable somehow to defend ourselves against some of the attacks that are coming against us, either by terrorists or now by natural disaster? Televangelist Pat Robertson once implied abortion was the reason for Hurricane Katrina. I am not at all persuaded that uh, so-called homosexuals are homosexuals because of... Uh, uh... First of all, how hateful you got to be to say so-called homosexuals? I mean, look at that hairstyle, bro. He, he like fucking Palpatine. Oh, so he does yeah. like Palpatine, he don't he? Crazy. <laughs> only because, like, here's the thing: people only bring out so-called when they really hate somebody. You know what I mean? Like, you like the so-called white man. Everybody I know that's ever used those words hate white people. Like, they, you never say it as a as a good thing. You know, <laughs> I went down to the bank. They gave me my so-called money back. You like, mm, that's not how that works. Mm-mm biological problems there may be a very few but there's so many that have been made homosexual because of a culture he railed against the lgbtq plus community every chance he got my wife has become a real problem she has no respect for me as the head of the house she insults me she even went as far as stretching her hand to beat me i've lost my self-confidence her words (laughs) hurt so much and she refuses to talk through our problems please tell me what i can do well you could become a muslim then you could beat her he made okay okay bars uh preposterous statements such as these the people of color have to rise up and overtake their oppressors and then having gotten the whip handle if i can use that term then to instruct their white neighbors how to behave now that's critical race theory would say that's also what he believes uh the lyrics to uh whip nay nay means that's what he thinks oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. he thinks that's what the song's about uh <laughs> hey, this of crt or as herschel walker put it i'm sick and tired of them want to teach ctr and <laughs> a deep what happened to that man not ctr what happened to that boy? What happened to Herschel Walker? Remember when he was a thing? Oh, he's an advisor for George Santos. He lost. They pushed <laughs> really? him right on off stage. No, no, oh, no. Okay. Because, no, no. I mean. I, I would believe it. I you believe right. It. That, that lie was a little too good, Brandon, because your boy, your boy was like, oh, I didn't know that, but makes sense. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Herschel just disappeared. Just poof. 
puff of smoke and it's like Herman Cain after he ran, you know, like you never yeah. heard that 999 plan no more. Right. Or Herman Cain after he went to that uh, that event with, with Trump at that Trump rally with no mask. <laughs> Don't hear from him anymore. He probably high-fiving Pat Robertson down there. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. You know, black hell is a different section. <laughs> they separate us out by race. <laughs> they would never let them be together. What music do you think they play in black hell? Uh, they play like uh, Sweet Caroline all the time? Uh... That uh what else music do white do black people hate? Like George people? Harrison or something? Probably Not even the full Beatles, just George Harrison. <laughs> just <laughs> Yoko's albums. I don't yeah, I don't oh, know. Geez. So just <laughs> probably just terrible stuff. Oh actually, you know, if Black Hell is where the black coons go, they probably play cool music. Probably play good music mm. and they hate it. <laughs> Like lots of shit rhyming. More chronic album. Ah! <laughs> Put on some hoodie. Anti-Semite. And two days after 9/11, Jerry Falwell and Robertson said the following: What we saw on Tuesday, as terrible as it is, could be minuscule if, in fact, if in fact God continues to lift the curtain and allow the enemies of America to give us probably what we deserve. I, I really believe that the pagans and the abortionists oh, well, I, I totally oh, concur yeah. of course he does televangelist robertson died at 93 alright we don't need the rest of this thank you smug white man but yeah I <laughs> of course I'm proud and happy to, to be alive the day this man died you know it's like a lot of people been waiting 93 years on this you know so mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't make it um, mm-hmm. he lived f- for way too long and said terrible horrible things and i'm glad that he's gone and i'm glad we got to celebrate it as a family everybody um <clears throat> speaking of church southern baptists refuse to let saddleback church back into the denomination because they have women pastors wow that's right it's not just pat robertson guys uh it's a mega church and they still won't take them back which is super wild because that's a lot of money mm-hmm. <laughs> and they turned it down y'all turned down mega church money i didn't know the church was doing so well in the pandemic okay <laughs> i guess i was wrong I, I thought the covid almost took y'all out because you couldn't gather in in uh in, in big groups no more <laughs> but i guess y'all lying because if you got money to turn down then shit you got more than enough money um yeah the so, lord finds a way right the lord finds listen, a way. Listen, that's what i say when he closes a door he opens a wallet you know um <laughs> the southern baptist convention has refused to welcome saddleback church back into his fold rejecting an appeal by the california mega church over its february ouster for having women pastors now what hap- what is it about women that means they can't be a pastor and can't lead like what is it exactly like it's, it's more of men like did it like a man pastor walk up in there and see the women preaching and looked around and was like oh no they doing it all wrong y'all going to hell y'all y'all, y'all, y'all jesus christ man they they really fucked this one up right, guys we got to get them off the stage get some men up here only people can only understand the jesus if it's coming from a penis you know i mean remember a lot of like these old white niggas still don't believe that women should like say anything and have their own <laughs> thoughts and stuff like right. I saw that movie woman, woman talking thinking it took place in like 1718 or something that shit took place now yeah like the screen cuts to like, like 2017 you're like 2017 <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they had one guy in the house with a bunch of debating whether or not to stay with these rapists that are just pillaging yeah. all the women in the community. And then they're like, why do you have the one guy here? Like one of the little girls and like, oh, because he's the only one that can read. They wouldn't let any of us women learn how to read. Right. What, what is right. it? It's like you keep expecting like the, the, them to pan out to eighteen seventeen, and then like later in the in the in the, later in the sh- in the movie you see a car, you know <laughs> they stop by a Hardee's. You're like, what the what the what what, what the what, when is this? Yeah. <laughs> the village was fucked up, but that was a whole different type, type of twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and and, and, a, and a lot of it boils down to misogyny, and it's all across the board. It ain't mm-hmm. the white churches, the black churches that tell you that women don't have the right to preach, women can't lead their lead a flock. And all types of shit, but you know. They also have rejected a similar appeal by a smaller church, Fern Creek Baptist of Louisville, Kentucky, which is led by a woman pastor. Which, you know, I get why they rejected that one. They wasn't making no money. You see what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you a small church? Okay, well, big bank take little bank. We don't need your little money. Rejecting the mega church, that's when you know the misogyny is real. Oh, it's real. It's it's a core belief, okay? (laughs) Um, but yeah man the convention hall packed about twelve thousand southern baptists it was quiet after the announcement appearing to have listened to the earlier urging by the sbc president bart bart barber for them to show restraint i know sometimes there are churches where people wind up in biblical divorce but we don't throw divorce parties at church and whatever these results are i'm asking you to behave like christians so i think they said that because they thought their crowd would cheer that they would say these women will not be able to join the church and it's uh, insulting you so you know it's insulting so you know it's wrong mm-hmm. you know but you know that's what jesus is all about you know just kicking people out of church i think that was like a big part of his deal was like i don't yeah. want people in my church it's like, yeah it's like verse job 92 you know yeah what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. yeah they, they, it was written in the bible i think on the cross he, the women at the pot yeah hey. on the cross i think he said father please forgive them because they're gonna be letting women preaching you know we don't fuck with that all right kill me and then they killed him and then three days later return of the mac return of- <laughs> oh my god um there i am yeah <laughs> that's the that's the best song of all time i don't give it really is a good song it really well is. i'll tell you one thing a woman didn't betray him it was his boy that betrayed him judas yeah. yes that's mm-hmm. true. uh Jay Leno and Adam Carolla are teaming up for a comedy comedy fantasy camp for aspiring comedians and writers. Brandon, I think we gotta make a road trip. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I can't wait till I get that Yeah, I can't wait till I make enough money to be like, Brandon, come over oh, here and we'll start something up for I'm us. just trying to I'm just trying to picture me in the class trying to write jokes that Adam Carolla's gonna be like, nah, that's, that, that joke doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's wrong with the joke? <laughs> well, first of all, you said Black Lives Matter, so that's you gotta delete that. <laughs> first of all, you said nigga, and we don't use that word here. We use the hard R and you don't get to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, You know, I was on the man show. I know what comedy is. Yeah. That is not, not comedy. This joke doesn't have enough titties in it. Uh, yeah jay leno and adam carolla that's such a weird odd couple and what writers got the money and the time to do this at this point like you honestly if you could go to this camp during the writer's strike you doing too well you know like you should be buying donuts for everybody down at the march yes i wanted to ask you that have you gone to the march or participated in it or anything 
I haven't. I haven't just because, um, like towards the beginning of the strike, you know, I was like packing up my life in LA ah. and then I do plan on going to, uh, some of the, the protests here in New York. Mm. Um, just trying to figure out what my schedule looks like, you know, cause a brother in between jobs. So you got your, trying to figure out. you got ideas for your funny song yet? Oh no, not at all. Except maybe like pay me nigga. Yeah. But I don't know if I can pay that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if they have to pass some type of like ethics code, but that I sounds like somebody. it's not going to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. never know. I mean, <laughs> they don't have one new. I've had some wild stuff get through, uh, yeah. leadership in various companies. So, you know, <laughs> I have a way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just feels weird if you can actually afford to go to this. And I wonder if they're like, taking advantage of not taking advantage but like there's people that um maybe want to get yeah. into the into they the game that's a very specific type of the only guy like only people i can see like really like thinking that that's good for their career would be white guys right because mm-hmm. if i think about that program i'm like even like adam carilla jay leno like they're represent let's say they say oh we're gonna hook you up with like representation or opportunities for touring and stuff it's only gonna be a specific type of like true you know sensibility that like you know their reps are going to have and things like that mm-hmm. it's going to be it, it's going to be very limited as to how far their reach is in regards to diversity mm. and you know diverse options for you as a participant yeah it's going to be one of those things where they be like you'll open up to anybody but when they put you out there nobody's going to want to represent you if they do they're going to half-ass no. it or tell you don't nobody want you definitely you, so have to time you'll definitely be establishing that lane for yourself by going there yes. and like you'll you'll yeah you'll kind of be making a statement about your career so yeah you i can't wait to see the pictures from the camp i feel like i want to see the faces and how what the percentages are up in there how many because i just feel like brandon's right it's a white man fantasy camp because that the comedy for corolla at least is not kind of brown people immigrants women like it's not necessarily a the, the space a lot of those comedians would like to go into it's um, also like neither one of them have been like famous, famous. Like they they have like their own fan base and stuff, of course, but they haven't been popping since the late nineties. Yeah, know what I mean? so it's right. like yeah, and comedy has changed. Unless, yeah, unless they bring on some really big hitters, like just through yeah. their network for that camp. Like I don't see the, I don't see the immediate advantage of like participating in anything like that. Yeah, the flyer does say and more, but they don't list any of who the and more are gonna be. Uh, but if those are your head, you know, you always put your big names first. If those are your headliners, that's not, I think there's a lot less people that are going to sign up. Yes. And <clears> I <throat> don't see too many young people unless they idolize them. Exactly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they are so old. They are of our generation. You got a yep. whole generation of people that goes, who? Yeah. Yeah. And um, remember, the comedy community still is kind of like iffy on Jay Leno, too. I mean, right. he did that job for a long time, but the way he got the Tonight Show, you know, that whole beef between him and, uh, Dave Letterman, Letterman. Like that's that's a legendary story. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, he had the accent a uh, few you, you know, mm-hmm. like what was it like a year ago? And I remember a lot of comp- comedians showed love then. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that uh, also up. I don't know that people talk about him as a respected writer. You know what I mean? Like he's a joke machine though. He yeah. is a joke machine, but I'm not, not saying he does like yeah. just like people don't really quote his stand up. <clears throat> people don't like no. I think uh, yeah I don't think people think like they might think of him as a late night host and and mm-hmm. you know at least if they're old enough to remember that right but I but like I don't think people think of him as like oh yeah he wrote 10 TV shows and that's why he's so great yeah. you know um 
speaking of beef anita baker removed babyface from oh, wow. her tour yeah. after a twitter feud and then and scrap performance well damn what happened see i've barely been following this but this article says either um, a lot of like i said i have babyface posted a sad post he just, I it saw was a post it. That pretty much was like y'all i'm gonna lose a lot of money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that post came off and like low-key it kind of sounds like his fans lost him that money if anita baker is to be trusted which i don't i've heard some mixed reviews on right uh, and i've and i've heard people say that she was difficult to work with when she used to tour years ago and so they was like they don't even know why people would even really work with her well this is the statement she put out it's unfortunate and disheartening to see how things have played out via social media oh i'm sorry this is babyface's comment sorry let me let me um I want to start with her what she said first which was um this nigga on monday <laughs> on monday baker asked babyface whose real name is kenneth brian edmonds on twitter to call off his fans she said who are bullying and threatening her as a result of him not performing during a may show on the tour she dubbed them the kenny crazies some of his fans are not accepting of reality that he is contracted as special guest support on my tour some even want to hurt me crazy town she tweeted her tweet came after a week of alluding to the dust up over babyface not performing at a may 10th new jersey stop on her tour the night of the new jersey concert babyface took to social media to tell fans he was asked not to take the stage at the prudential center so that the headliner baker could perform a full set after the show got off to a late start fans and celebrities responded with criticism of baker later babyface told people magazine in a statement may 11th that his set was cut due to technical issues explaining that the production crews were unable to get a video screen running in time for his performance on monday baker told her twitter followers that babyface is a special guest support act on my tour this false narrative of a co-headliner is creating unrealistic expectations and aggression from his fans towards me he should tell you guys the truth on june 6th she tweeted live nation took full responsibility i went on my stage at the appropriate time did my job without the benefit of a full production Babyface and Baker had a had a past legal dealing where he sued her in 2006, but Baker told Twitter followers on June the 6th that he that had been settled and there were no hard feelings between them. Um, my company defended and prevailed against the lawsuit, not by Babyface, but his reps at the time. Kenny came to me years ago in the spirit of community. We put it all behind us and came together in love, peace, music, and community and forgiveness, she wrote. But I guess uh, it's not all forgiven because yeah. she kicked him off the tour. Babyface said, uh, I'm saddened by the news that Anita... First of all, he posted it with a heart, broken heart emoji. Then it was a picture of him singing in shades in all black background behind him. Like, it looked real sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what i said he looked like, yeah. he like oh baby i got to the family that we ain't gave him christmas right. this year like he looked like he like this he looked like he's singing at a funeral in his picture oh and he then does, like a he? tribute and he said i'm saddened by the news that anita baker has decided to remove me from the songstress tour it's unfortunate and disheartening to see how things are played out on so, via social media well i was looking forward to the rest of the dates i have nothing but love and respect for anita and i wish her the best for the remainder of her tour so i mean it does tell you that it was definitely her tour if he's writing that kind of a message yeah he was opening for her so it's her yeah. tour yeah i mean it's clearly like her her people are the ones that made it incredibly challenging and they are the ones that should have been on top of the production crew to make sure the technical difficulty all that stuff should be ironed out right. especially if this isn't the first date 
that this mm-hmm. is like if this isn't the first date of the tour, this shouldn't be happening after a few runs of the show. Right. Everyone should know what to do. So like for me, that's all in her people. If she's the headliner and probably organizing, he's just the opening act. But at the same time, it's like he shouldn't be penalized for all that happening. They should all still get the time, right? Unless again, the producer and stuff didn't work out with the venue to have a little bit of a cushion between. Right, in case because that- I remember like a. I went to a Bad Bunny concert, and it was the first uh, concert that Puerto Rico had had since the the pandemic. And it started three hours late because he wanted to make sure everyone who had a ticket could get in because mm-hmm. security just wasn't equipped. And then he did a three hour concert. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to work. Your people have to work out with the venue. Be like, hey, what's our wiggle room? Do we have a curfew? And if they do, then you have to like let people know that in advance if mm-hmm. things are fucking up. Like that shouldn't have all fallen on Babyface. Yeah, I think also. <clears throat> It sounded like I've, I have sources that uh, people on Facebook, people, someone on Facebook that says they got blocked by Anita Baker on Twitter. So I have some sources that say that Anita could be a bit finicky, but I think it feels like an overreaction to him going on Twitter to tell his fans this is why I couldn't perform. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, and he, not like he went and slandered her or anything. He right. Was like, it, you know, it did, like, maybe happened. if you already have, like, if y'all actually have some beef behind the scenes, I see how someone could read it a shade. Like, oh, fuck you. You acting like we, it's our tour when it's really my tour. But he does have people that do show up for him. Yeah. Specifically, it's why you put him on the fucking tour in the first place. Mm-hmm. So he does need to address like, yo, the people that showed up for me. Cause it don't sound like is, she was addressing it. Yeah. This is what ha- I didn't just like skip my, my date. I didn't pull a Lauren Hill. I, everything was on time. There's technical issues. And at each turn, he seems to go out of his way to be like, it's nothing to do with Anita Baker. And I don't know how many people did it or whatever, if that was a real thing. If it was real that people harassed her, I didn't go through her mentions. Mm -mm. If that's real, it's another fucking reason I hate the social media internet version of fandom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because everything to them is comedy and content harassing people is funny to them Mm -hmm. and it's always makes you the righteous hero when you harass people because even if you're wrong i don't give a fuck whose side you're on everybody that harasses people on twitter think they're the right side every last person and then when it happens to someone they like they're like that's harassment you can't dox people oh this girl said she too pretty work at home depot uh go to 117 main street that's where she works show up at her job get her fired it's like what is happening with y'all but i i could see a world where she was uh if she's prickly towards people on twitter already she blocks a lot of people and then here come a few people in the name of babyface being like bitch you know because you know they don't have no respect Mm -mm. and then her being like you know what fuck it get them off the tour then all ego all ego ego. uh it's sad because you know if you i think at least for me i don't know how y'all feel but I always hope there's going to be some age where this kind of shit doesn't happen because we've all outgrown it. It's like, I'm just lucky to be 73, Brandon. I don't care what you said on the Twitter or the TikTok. Come on down to the tour. We're going to keep doing nope. this tour. You 73 and you like, block everybody and fuck him. Mm-hmm. It's tough too because as a singer, like if, I, if I'm a comedian I get dropped off a tour, alright, well if I'm good enough, I should be able to do club spots and right. pick right up and get some tour dates, right? Or something. Whereas a musician, I imagine Babyface can't just jump on another tour right. or his own tour. You know what I mean? That takes a lot of time. Just All his fans are going to be like, when can I see you again? 
Mm-hmm. He's like, on you know? Twitter, I'll be doing a little, uh, I'll do a Zoom, I'll do a Zoom show. I think he just did a tiny desk. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, and the thing that's fucked up. But you don't get paid for that, right? No, no. but I'm doing, like, that's promotion okay. and that's like, yeah. I'm performing, come see me. You know, it's almost like a waste now because you watch that tiny desk, you go, oh, I want to see Babyface. You won't be seeing yeah. them on this tour. I wonder, can you even get your money back? Right, because you know the tour, the whole schedule's out, and people bought tickets in advance, and you know it's happening recently. So let's say you have you know something scheduled later on this month. So all of a sudden, I bought the tickets to see Babyface because you know there are people that are like Anita Baker. She okay, but I mm-hmm. rather before watch mm-hmm. Babyface. Then you have some people that's there for Anita Baker, you know, because fans are all over the place. And so I would be highly disappointed if I can. I've seen him a lot before. He was right. on a great show live. He plays the piano, everything. It's really nice. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it could. I would be sad if I purchased the tickets to see him and then didn't get to see him. It's also interesting because um, it's. I've watched some of the online interaction, even though I didn't participate in it. And it's turned into like hives of like this person did the right thing, that person did the wrong thing, and let's fight about it and you know because it goes along gender lines and race and all this stuff and it was just like i don't know man just seemed like this shit should have been easy to work out (laughs) like it just didn't seem like like all this you know what i mean mimi said he's not worried about the money but i'm gonna be real nobody worries about money more than rich people uh that's how they got rich Mm -hmm. uh you know who not worried about the money uh the people that really wasn't on tour you know what i'm saying like the people <laughs> like the like the, the r&b singers that work at target now like 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 a marie or somebody she wasn't worried about it but yeah uh he might be worried about it he might Wait, sue a. her marie works at target uh it's a joke but he might <laughs> sue her oh thank he god <laughs> <laughs> i do think i do remember a joke go, uh, now i don't even know it's a joke but like there was a rumor going around in like 2000 and whatever 10 or some shit when uh i don't know if you remember the rapper a million she was with rockefeller mm-hmm. for like three minutes oh yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. somebody said they saw a million working at target as a cashier because <laughs> jay-z never did nothing with her it was like god damn listen people people have rises and falls in different mm-hmm. different sizes you yeah know what i mean it's possible and look i don't know what babyface bills look like so that's why I can't be like, oh, he'll be all right. Like, that's all right. he'll be all right if he needs to live in your sixteen hundred dollar apartment, but he might not be all right if he got a, a motherfucking mansion bill coming coming due. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he he's like, been, I don't get too much residuals off of soul food. Right? I need help. He was counting. He might have been counting on that change. He might be like, oh shit, when I get to do this tour with Anita, I'm gonna come up. And then like four four concerts in, he's off the tour because his fans can't act right. He's like, I'm still paying Pharrell for that whack ass album he produced for me. <laughs> right. Oh no! Right. Oh my god! But shit, every time he closes his eyes, he might be thinking about her. You know what I mean? He want to know how come, how long he gonna be off the tour? Come on! He looking at when can I see you again? Uh, I already did that oh, one earlier. That's such a sad song. <laughs> I, every time I don't a girl, care. every time a girl uh, broke up with me in middle school, mm-hmm. I used to listen to that song in my room on loop. But but it's back mm-hmm. in the when you had the CD player and you couldn't yeah. even do loop. You had to keep going back. You had to, you had to like manually click back. Your sadness had to. You had to. You had to participate in your sadness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put the back back button again. When can and I, I run out of battery? You? That I get sadder. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta replace the double A's. I can't even replace my batteries. I'm so sad right now. 
<laughs> the kids don't have My to know mom. about that we went through that so y'all don't have to go through all right that. everything digital now y'all don't got them problems uh let's see uh chris light or chris licked i think is his name he's leaving yeah. cnn he's yeah. out after just one year he he's, got he's a guy that fired don lemon you know started wanting them to bring conservatives on and do that thing where you have to act like they're saying things that make sense or else you get fired mm-hmm. <laughs> like like oh so he came in to to undiversify and mm-hmm. got lost his job all your fave black shows that ain't on no more mm-hmm. oh, probably because of him yes sir uh so yeah he he ended up getting fired himself was like the ratings are terrible of course y'all yeah. not gonna get them people back y'all y'all didn't serve anybody you pissed off the audience that you had and then the other people they was never gonna come yeah i think um he's also responsible his brainchild was the trump town hall that they did uh, and Not, it got bad ratings yeah, and it was stupid uh the thing i'll say too it kind of goes well, it back got great ratings yeah. but it it got great ratings but for the wrong reasons that's oh, the thing it's okay. like the cnn audience turned on that like but a lot of trump's people watch that shit. oh but they're not but I, see, I read that it got bad ratings Me so it too. didn't get bad oh, ratings really? yeah mm-hmm. I, uh, see i thought he, he thought it was a huge success mm-hmm. because everyone was like trump oh, okay. might have thought it was a huge success i can see yeah, that yeah. Yeah. but he, he, he think everything is a huge success yeah it probably depends you know what man i shit so divided it probably depend on which article i clicked on because yeah, that's true this the title of this daily beast is here's how bad cnn's post-trump town hall ratings have been so that's oh, okay. the post-Trump town hall ratings, yeah. but the actual town hall rating got 3.3 million viewers. But then everyone who wrote about it said it spectacularly misfired. I guess because uh, okay. ratings more. went down as a result of that. I guess. Oh yeah. Because yeah. um, no, I'm sorry, people. The kind of people that watch CNN don't want to see Trump go unchallenged. Nope. No. It's just stupid, and they don't want to see him just be allowed to lie on a live platform. Right like but he's so white first of all this is the neutrality of whiteness it goes kind of back to what brandon said the regression and the thing that's interesting about this to me is just 15 years ago cnn could have done something like this and it would have been seen as not as controversial like and i don't mean after trump's presidency but like 15 years ago in trump's life before he even ran for president just like we're gonna he wants to run for president we're gonna do a town hall and he's gonna have despicable views and i think people would have seen that as the neutral thing to do so at least the last three or four years have had the awakening to people being like that's not neutral anymore you pick the side right but it's uh, but it just reminds me what karen said with, with bud light and uh target and some of these other issues we're seeing the middle is not really a thing that exists Mm-mm. because nope. conservatives no aren't more. conservatives used to accept that corporations had to do a certain amount of stuff just to please like the law and to please mm-hmm. like the corporate interest and they knew that their views weren't necessarily good for business even if they were good for politics so like they knew you couldn't have a company that was like we're not hiring black people they knew that was not good. they just accepted that now i feel like they're different now that i feel like these republicans are like you said black lives matter why do you even have black people at your company fuck you we're not shopping for you there anymore and then the companies are just by being like oh hold on you know what you guys we hear you you're offended we here at whatever big company we support both sides so what we're gonna do is fire all the black management and, and then you just got black people mad and the racist people mad because they're like yes. so the blacks are still there and the, and the black people are like well why are we in it why are you firing us 
that's what it feels like is happening and i think cnn tried to do a version of that and this nigga got fired for it yeah because it, it yeah i mean they even shot themselves oh sorry karen oh go ahead i was gonna say they shot themselves in the foot because also chris light had the host the new host of the don lemon spot moderate it and she couldn't even push back so then she looked incompetent yeah so it's like what is this all for i mean that nigga was also crazy because apparently he was just egotistical and like screaming at everybody and wasn't listening to feedback and just yeah. sitting in his office all day yeah yeah and also for me it's one of those things where it becomes very very frustrating and and i know i'm of a i guess a little older generation i'm like uh companies are not people no matter what they say just send me the fucking product I don't give a fuck about your... Pr- I came here for goddamn hamburgers. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. I came here for hamburgers, fries, clothes, shoes. Whatever you're selling me, just sell it to me. The end. You know, and I think now we live in a society where, I, to an extent, I understand, and everybody has their line on this, where people feel like anywhere I spend my money, it has to be clean. But, bitch, we live in America. So no matter where you put your dollar, if you dig deep enough, it's going to have something fucked up attached to it. Um, speaking of being, things being fucked up, let's play some games before we get Brandon out of here. Play some <laughs> fucking with black people. Uh, fucking with black people we go out on the planet find different articles that make us feel fucked with as black people and we score them from zero to a hundred in intervals of 25 today's contestants teddy rowley uh oh, teddy what? teddy rowley shows support to donald trump after pardoning his previously incarcerated brother teddy rowley is standing beside former president donald trump who recently launched his 2020 2024 presidential campaign the new jack swing pioneer went to instagram and gave trump support <laughs> just at the pioneer yes all right after after last year i called it a no vax swing you know oh no yeah <laughs> he's anti-vax oh no yeah I saw that, he is. yeah i saw that during the um like his verses or something like that and i was like oh okay well all right we know what that means um so, with the hats that he wears how, how i that's a no-brainer right yeah I knew he was new Novak Swing, but I didn't know he was a Trump shaker. Um, <laughs> so he gave Trump support just weeks after his federal indictment. In a post, Trump claimed his innocence while Riley, 45, 55, responded to the comment section with muscle emojis. Uh, so the caption for Trump is, uh, I'm an innocent man. The Biden administration is totally corrupt. This is election interference and a continuation of the greatest winch on the all time. Make America ring in. And then, uh, Teddy was like, muscles, muscles, muscles in the, in the comments. Like, strong. That's what we need. Um, after Trump is indicted on 37 counts. Uh, yeah, and he's, you know, Trump has the Lil Wayne, uh, fuck with him. 
Um, he got Lil Wayne out of jail. Lil Wayne drunk all the time. He don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Lil Wayne can't remember the lyrics to his songs. <laughs> yeah, he said that publicly he, recently, he right? Said like, that, yeah. I, I don't remember shit. I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. He was high as fuck on Scissor, on Sir, on Lean, and he was putting out three albums a day for like six years. It was crazy. <laughs> how could anybody? Nobody. Could. How could anybody remember all that shit? Nobody could. I know the Carter. Uh, like I know, I know a few of them, but damn, man. Um, but yeah, so uh, zero to a hundred for uh, Teddy Riley care. Oh, he had a hundred. All right, I guess uh, it wasn't good to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about? <laughs> it was not. <laughs> what, what about you, Brandon? I gotta go one hundred too. Cause why is he even fo- like? You know how crazy you have to be just to follow Trump on social media. And right. then to, on top top of that, respond and not think that people are going to notice. Yeah, get that's, out of here. I guess that's just Teddy's jam. Um, <laughs> well, my fantasy is him also getting a hundred. Um, and plus, it always makes it look bad. I hate when the fucking. I hate. I mean, it's a pet peeve. It's not his fault individually, but God, I hate when like a black dude just is conservative out of nowhere. Cause then blacks we got to Trump, right? Blacks. We got to <laughs> I seen I seen two white women in blacks for Trump. Shirts. Yeah, I saw you. Both. Where, where did y'all two come? Where did they come from? I don't know what the fuck that's where about. Where they get those shirts from? Right? Like, is it just a dude selling? Like, I don't. I'm so confused. I wish someone would interview them because I need to know the process of what they think that shirt means for them. Unless they're saying <laughs> we will we like will have sex with black men for Trump. Maybe that's what they meant. Blacked for Trump is what it should have said. Um, but oh, yeah, no. Teddy Riley gets a, a a hundred man. Just so fucking sad. I I didn't realize this was Teddy's jam. You know, <laughs> back in the day. Uh, all right, um, let's get into some uh, fu- some guess the race. Uh, mm. So so we can uh, play all the games here today. guess the race we go around the globe find different articles and guess the race of the people involved uh karen and brandon are competing today and the chat room plays along uh let's get to the first story okay uh a family feud contestant who joked on national television that getting married was a mistake is now on trial accused of killing his estranged wife (gasps) oh no yeah that's gonna be a weird that's gonna be a weird prosecution when they're like uh your honor exhibit a uh go to youtube life is such a dark comedy like, I like, like life is literally the berry of the series where it's like at first you're laughing and you're kind of like oh this is funny it really like, oh dude, lord yes, it really is oh, oh like if you have a dark sense of humor is and i mean i do have a dark sense of humor i just don't share it with 99.9 percent of people i meet but um like i remember the first time they started going back through the cosby show tapes and it was weird clips of him like yeah i put stuff in the barbecue sauce and i was like what the d was doing this in our faces in our faces and we were laughing like this nigga crazy 
What? But that's what makes it so fucking funny. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm dark as hell. Like, I, obviously, it's not right, right at all. But, like, it's just how bold do you have to be to do that? Yeah. What, what the fuck? He's like, he, there's clips of him in interviews talking about Spanish Fly. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's, it's, and it's honestly yeah. like, it, it's, it's like a sketch writer wrote it or something. It's like Key and, uh, it's like Jordan Peele wrote it. And we, <laughs> we're just living it. We're like, oh, God, I'm living in a horror movie. All right. So. Yeah uh steve harvey asked him oh so this the current family feud this is not that long oh, ago no no but steve harvey this is current so steve steve harvey asked him what's your biggest mistake you made at a wedding player <laughs> uh and he said honey i love you but said i do not my mistake i love my wife uh that's not even that joke doesn't really make that much sense yes i need to see it live okay. can't all be with us. Hi, honey i love you but i said i do not my mistake i love my wife so he tried to take it back immediately it sounds like mm-hmm. um but yeah his phone shows the searches uh look he was there was like uh look at the board bing number one <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so his phone shows searches for the following how to open my door with a crowbar <gasps> can i force o- open oh. my door with a crowbar if i lock myself out okay. how to make a homemade pistol silencer uh uh yeah uh his defense attorney says look it's a lot of reasonable he said this case is dripping with reasonable doubt okay i guess yeah which sounds like what you say when your dude is guilty (laughs) (laughs) like he didn't say my client is innocent he said this case is dripping with reasonable doubt He's like, now listen, everybody. First of all, he was an incognito. Okay, yeah. so the way they got that history is very questionable. Your okay? Honor, they ain't got my client on no cameras. <laughs> um, but yeah, so guess the race is uh, Mr. What's his name? Tim Bleefnick. White. All right, Brandon. Yeah, that's cream on the corn white. <laughs> All right, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Survey says the number one S is that he's quite. Uh, McGruder did it white. Uh, for my woe man, white. Oh, white. The correct answer is all of you got it right. He's white. And I don't, I'll see if I can show you this picture. It's a video on this one instead of just a. The regular picture okay uh but maybe if i hit play oh god now i gotta watch an ad <laughs> nice try buddy uh <laughs> all right I'll, just, I'll google his name and pull up a picture for y'all real quick but yeah man it's i mean i guess that's the other thing is so many people say jokes about oh, my wife my ball and chain and he could be innocent and that that joke got him is gonna get him oh in trouble. with that bow tie yeah he definitely because he looked guilty <laughs> He does, he kill don't he? Uh, he Did killed he kill her. Did he kill her with a top hat and a cane? Well, I, I think oh, he killed her with like uh, the Joker using a crowbar to get in the house. It sounds like <laughs> from his Google search history. From his Google search and hit her with a silencer. Uh, yeah, they they didn't say the exact way she was murdered. Showing um, up to the house looking like the Music Man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming with a homemade silence pistol, uh, according to Google. Um uh let's do another one um uh how about this one a felony charge for a man who used airdrop to send naked selfies to strangers 
what i turned mine <laughs> off because i didn't know what it was and i was like I oh don't that's know hilarious He's, I would I would do a prank like that. That's funny as hell. That sounds like prison to me. Uh, in Oklahoma, man, you, you think I'll tell you what, hundred fifty dollars ain't gonna get you out of that warrant. You're gonna <laughs> what Malcolm X's bi- biography. You better That's a game changer. You better probably. memorize the movie. Uh, in Oklahoma, <laughs> man, you better get your you better get a conk and everything. You go down there for this shit. Of course, right? <laughs> do you know me? You, he gonna be going down there in that zoo suit walking like this <laughs> an Oklahoma man is facing an indecent exposure charge after allegedly using airdrop to send explicit photos of himself to employees at a real estate firm where he was applying for an apartment okay the rent is too high to be playing games right at the, with the, at the, at the real estate place boy you woo, built different uh, police say Stajak Helm 23 used airdrop uh, on his phone to transmit photos of his private parts and of himself naked in front of a mirror investigators described the alleged incident with his, as, with his whole face in it they, they described they like, ain't got to do to just walk out of here with an application yeah look him up <laughs> <laughs> like when you look at it does he make eye, weird creepy eye contact with you like oh no think we can work think we can work something out on that rent the the rent is a little too high for me if you know what i'm saying uh, but yeah, uh, he, he was, uh, he took photos of himself naked. Da, da, da. Oh, it's it described as an indecent exposure via digital means. Uh, the Helms went to Tulsa Realtor to apply for a apartment. An employee of the firm told police that when they directed him to sit at a computer for the application process, uh, he was filling out the application. Then two, two workers received the airdrop notification on their phones. Curious as to what the contents were, they both accepted the airdrop. <laughs> Yeah, that's you, on them though. Yeah, yeah. That's on you for accepting an unknown number. <laughs> like I, that could be anything. This is technology. Oh, my, like, mine is like if you ain't on my contact list, don't send me mm-hmm. shit. Like we're guessing. Also, can I clarify? I know I said earlier, like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to do something like this. I'm not gonna send my dick to random people. Oh, okay. I'm about, yeah. Like, maybe like do like a prank where I have like a picture of me and it says help or some shit. Oh, okay. Well, like, all right. Like, you gotta explain. You gotta explain. That's a good job. Catch picking that back up. Cause I was just like, oh god, Brandon's creepy. You like Brandon trying to go to jail? Yes. Yes. Like, I thought the, I thought the creepy you voice. Gotta get out. I thought his creepy voice was an act. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, that's Wi-Fi. Can I hook up to the? Can I hook up to your Apple? <laughs> okay, you got AirPlay, right? You got Apple TV? Yeah, I put it on your screen. I got look. I got one extra page to my application. <laughs> everybody getting that shit on a max and shit going the fuck is this so then, so then, uh, so, um they accepted the airdrop and then hell was arrested and booked in county jail uh he was later released a two thousand dollars bond uh what if what if like one only one of them that accepted it reported it and then the other one was like hmm <laughs> we might can work something out on well the well well that's what i'm saying it's like it's i don't feel like that's fully on him because that could have just been an act i mean if i had a good lawyer i would just be like oh he accidentally sent it like you can't show mm. i have malicious intent by a you know error it's a felony I mean, he did the delight two or three people i think you meant that shit well karen what guess the race of mr stajak home Oh, white. White. Okay. Stijak Helm. Stone. (laughs) Okay, you said white. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wait, what's the name again? Stijak Helm. That's European white. That's a a foreign person. (laughs) Okay. 
that, that knows technology a little bit better than everybody else. That's why he's able to infiltrate these ignorant people sending dick pics and booty hole pics and shit. Uh, air dicking that application for you, white. I bet it was an uncut tamale, moist, black and wall, back wall, crawling Mexican. Oh my God. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. brand, pervert white, airdrop these nuts from the studio apartment white. This gotta be good enough for a discount white. Not enough vows in his name. Okay. Special delivery white, white. Show me what you're working with white. Swede <laughs> on succession white. White is the hostile reboot he escaped from. Digital flasher white. The correct answer is white. <laughs> No one missed it, but uh, this is this is face here. Uh, if y'all can see it, so. oh, people no. like they asked him during the mugshot. They're like, he's like, I didn't believe that they would accept it. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what he does. They accepted it. Oh man, oh. I'm going to jail. Right. And <laughs> it, it looked like he was looking at the camera. They told him that he looked up and they're like, all right, move, move all on, right. move on. All right. Well, look, you both are two and two, so it's time to go to the final round of guess the race how can i be racist about anybody or anything in my life how can i call them niggas just call them niggas it's time to get gold teeth gold chain wearing fried chicken and after his minnesota home was burglarized last month blaze smith this is a fucking american gladiator what <laughs> yeah that doesn't sound like an american gladiator name blaze smith. <laughs> he come out there with his stars his stripes onesies <laughs> did, did no, the final <laughs> did the final countdown start playing the with you? Final countdown. Uh, all right. Blade Smith anticipated that the intruder would return, so he left the window open and sat in wait, armed with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire and studded with screws and nails. Who he thought he was, Megan? <laughs> Taking it like a child uh the, the day after the april 15th break-in cops charge aldo gomez 35 uh he returned to the smith residence uh in eastwood manor mobile home park in mankato and he climbed through the window he had le- le- illegally entered the day before but when gomez got inside the home around 9 p.m he was confronted by 28 year old blaze smith gomez fled the residence with smith in pursuit outside the mobile home surveillance video captured smith chasing and repeatedly hitting gomez on the back of his head with a baseball bat it was wrapped in barbed wire had screws and nails in it fuck him up yeah yeah, the blows left gomez with a fractured skull that's it yeah that's it uh because i guess he got away running (laughs) Uh, he got home and was like oh i think my skull is fractured uh when the police arrived they said uh they gomez was sitting in the front yard bleeding gomez who lives a block from smith at the mobile home was subsequently taken in an ambulance to a hospital so he only lives a block away from the person he robbed while being treated gomez uh reportedly admitted to burglarizing smith's home on april 15th and returned the next day to return to take more items 
uh gomez was arrested on a pair of burglary felony burglary counts uh when questioned about the violent confrontation smith told police that after he reviewed his security camera footage following the initial break-in he knew it was gomez from his build and the way he walks and he knows gomez from prior interactions because he lives a block away but it's, yeah, it's like right. the chris rob be like oh i heard you got robbed nigga you robbed yeah <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Well, instead of contracting police, vat in hand, he waited for his neighbor to return. With some, while surveillance video recorded Smith clobbering Gomez after he left the residence, Smith reportedly told cops he only hit Gomez while the burglar was inside his home. Smith claimed he struck Gomez with the bat only four times. Um, Fracture of skull. Well, I don't know what that. I might have been all it took. So Blaze Smith, that's the race we're guessing. Blaze Smith, not the not the burglar. Mm-hmm blaze smith was charged last week with a pair of felony assaults uh with a dangerous weapon counts um on facebook last year he tipped his followers to a recent theft at the mobile home park smith uploaded a surveillance video of a man who stole my neighbor's lawnmower the thief he noted walks with a very distinct hobble so i guess he he been new all right guess the race of blaze smith america first whites all right brandon I'm gonna go with a. Uh, you fuck around and find out, black action. All right. I, I didn't fuck no. All right. Let's check the black the chat room. Trailer Park White. What in the graveyard wrestling is going on here? White Negan White wanted to an excuse to commit murder. White. I bet it was a white thin lipped bread center and headed head red headed firecracker. White black black. <laughs> black so dynamite black dynamite right that one <laughs> uh blaze peacemaker smith uh pays too much fry cry white trailer park niggas seems white but the charge is not trailer park boys white trailer park for surveillance white feels black for some reason jackie robinson black rex kwan don't white black seems black to me troy on the dolly black the charge says black the correct answer is karen you got it right he was white I also low-key would have accepted latino and i'll show his picture mm. and y'all can see why but i would have accepted but he was blaze was not black in this case um so that's oh, yeah. he yeah. was yeah he was puerto rican he looks so he's smiling like yeah i i hit that motherfucker with the bad dog yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he shouldn't he he had fucked with the wrong one he was fucking around mm-hmm. yeah he's like don't fuck with a nigga named blaze yeah like, fuck your shit up <laughs> he let he hit him and said blaze <laughs> just blaze all right last thing because brandon has a hard out okay go ahead um so let's do some sore ratchetness and now that we'll get out of here in like a minute <laughs> Or right, Karen, were you going to say something? Or I was going to say the biggest reason why why I went white is because they arrested him after the fact. Like he didn't get arrested <laughs> immediately. They right. went back, you know. Yeah, they had to think about the charge. Yes, they was like, wait a minute, damn, we got the charge. All right, go back and arrest him. I guess. All right, so arresting this time. All right, another story out of Springfield to tell you about. Smoky Bar News reporting a man was taken into custody after a fight with a sword. 
You're looking at the aftermath and the arrest right there. The 911 caller told dispatch two men were fighting. One possibly had serious injuries from a sword. Well, they only ended up having minor injuries. That's the good news. Both men were taken to the hospital. One was in handcuffs. Police are still investigating. Minor injuries. So you, you own a sword. You're not even good at using it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you know how, you know how much of, I feel like less of a part of an adult if you told me, yeah, that sword, minor injuries. You didn't do shit to that man. Like, come on, dude. Uh, like, mediocre whiteness at its best. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, um, tell everybody where to, where to go to uh, check out Drunk Black History and everything else. Yes, folks, please hang out with us Sunday, June 18th, Drunk Black History at drunkblackhistory.com. We're going to be at the Bell House in Brooklyn at 2 p.m. having mimosas, talking about historical black figures that haven't gotten their due, me and the homie Gordon Baker Bone. If you're not in the New York area, there will be live stream tickets available. Again, drunkblackhistory.com. And y'all can just follow me at American College on all social media platforms. Thank you to Rod and Karen as always for the platform. Really appreciate it. And I really appreciate your audience because they've been fucking with all my projects since the beginning. So I really, really appreciate it. Hey, man, no doubt. But also, dude, you're talented. You're funny. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, we love you. Oh, we, you like, we just try to people, put people on the good people oh, and you. the good thank people, you. you know, attract good people. And that's why they come over to you, man. Um, all right. Uh, shout out to Gordon and, and everybody else over there, too. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Tati, Tati's also part of the show too. She does all the yeah. online stuff. It's, it's a great organization, great operation over there. Alright, we'll be back, um, probably Saturday for feedback show or whenever we fucking feel like it. Alright, y'all. <laughs> Until next time. I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.